you don't just want financial advice. You want to build skills, discover tips, hacks, and strategies to help master your finances in easy bite-sized pieces. This is 30-Minute Money, and here's your host, certified financial planner, Steve Wershing. Welcome back to another episode of 30-Minute Money, the podcast that delivers action-oriented smart money ideas in bite-sized pieces. I'm Scott Fitzgerald at RockVox Recording and Production, sitting with Steve Wershing of Focused Wealth Advisors. I just wish people could hear what happens on the mics before we record this, because <laughs> some of it is hilarious. That's uh, that's going to be for extra special paid subscribers who want the bonus material. Who want the outtakes. Yes, exactly. the outtakes. <clears throat> yeah. That's right. So uh, while we're we're recording this, it is in February of, of 2024. So that big day is coming for you lovebirds. That's right. That's right. Valentine's Day is on its way. And no, of course, it's my birthday. My birthday is oh, on the 16th, by the way. Well, now I have to think of what kinds of things I can give you for your birthday. So, <laughs> so, we're, so Valentine's Day. So, of course, I know that I know the first thing on everybody's mind is what, what, Steve, what kind of financial gift can I get my loved ones for Valentine's Day? So, because that is the burning question on everybody's minds. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, all, all kidding aside, it. You know, the, the, sometimes people want to be able to do something good financial for their loved ones. And, and there are some things that you can do. So I, I thought that we, we could cover a few of those things just, you know, in the event that uh, it gives anybody an extra idea, idea or two. And not to get get off too, too far off track, but you remember the movie The Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. And the big thing with how Andy Dufresne gets in the good – how he's discovered basically by the warden is that the, the chief guard – the captain of the guards is complaining that he he was left a lot of money, and Andrew Dufresne says, "Well, you can give it to your wife and avoid all the taxes." Do you remember that part? Yeah, yeah. And I, you're like, kind of like, okay, whatever, pal. <laughs> well, that's actually in an upcoming episode where okay, we talk good. about married filing separately. All right, so that's a teaser. So stay all tuned, right, so- everybody. <laughs> Coming up in the next few weeks. All right, so what what can I give my wife for? Uh, I almost said Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can give this any time of year, Scott, whenever you want to give it to her. Valentine's well, Day. I mean, you know, there, there are some, you know, there, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you, you want to either not do the roses and chocolates or you want to do something beyond that. So there there are some little things that, that you know, it's not rocket science, but but sometimes people don't think about it. So, yeah. for example, if if you have a significant other or even have a child or a spouse who has some significant loans like student debt or something like that, you can make a loan payment for them. And that's just a nice thing. That's something that they would have to do and now they don't have to do it, so they yeah. might have a little bit more they might have a little bit more money to splurge on themselves or they might just be getting ahead on their schedule a little bit or something like that. Just a simple little yeah. little thing again. It's not rocket science. It's not a fancy financial strategy, but sometimes people don't think about that. So yeah, and that's something that kind of shows that you put a little thought into this. That yeah. you know, thinking outside the box. That's right, exactly. And especially if people are struggling with making their payments and stuff, you know, it's a way of of saying I care. <clears throat> now, in in terms of talking about um, things that people care about, um, you can also make a deposit to a donor advised fund for a loved one. So if there are causes. Of course, you can make a, a contribution directly to a charity that 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 is meaningful to somebody. But if they have, you know, if they do a lot of charitable stuff, then you can also make a contribution to a donor advised fund, and that way that that person can direct it to whatever cause is important to them, mm-hmm. whether it's important to them generally or if it's important to them right at the moment, they can direct it themselves. But that's that's something else that you can do. Now, <clears throat> if we want to talk about something um, for them and for their future. 
Um, you could, for example, and, and, you know, you could do this for a spouse or you could do it for a child. I'll, I'll give you a story about a child in a minute. You can make a Roth contribution for somebody. Um, now it has to be on their behalf. It, it, it gets, you know, you have, they still have to qualify for it, right? You can't, <clears throat> you can't, you can't do a Roth contribution based on your financial picture. It has to be based on their financial picture. But the point is that, you know, you can give them the money to contribute to a Roth IRA. So, so. Uh, my wife can give me money that goes in my in my Roth that's not taken out of my uh, paycheck or whatever. Like she can. Yeah. So well. So the, um, two things we can talk about here. One is that you know they, they can make a deposit into your Roth, and the, the 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 institution that holds the Roth IRA doesn't really pay much attention to where the money comes from. You just have to be able to qualify to do it your own on okay, your own. Okay, yeah. okay. Now there is a twist on that in that if 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 your if your spouse does not work. Um, you can make a spousal Roth contribution. And what that means is not that you're putting the money into the Roth, which usually is how it works, but what it means is that you're putting money into a Roth of somebody who doesn't have the income to qualify for a Roth because, you know, you can't contribute. You can only contribute to a Roth up to 100% of your income or 6000 bucks, whichever comes first. So if you don't have earned income, you can't contribute to a Roth. Mm. However, if you're married to somebody who makes enough money that – you know, you could that that um, that um, six thousand or however much you want to put in in the in the Roth is less than one hundred percent of your in you know the spouse's income. You can make a spousal contribution. That's kind of different than what we're talking about here. This assumes that you know they're making enough they they could have contributed to a Roth on their own, which okay. also you know we should also mention that you know <clears throat> the the you can't contri- no nobody can can have Roth contributions in excess of the legal limit. So I mean, if somebody's already contributed the legal limit to the Roth, you can't then add more to it. That would put them over the limit. Gotcha. But if you've got somebody who otherwise you know has not or or is not in a financial position to contribute to a Roth, you can do that for them, and it's a, it's a little gift that helps them for the future. Getting a, getting to be a little bit more a little bit more fun and a little bit less practical, you can you can make a gift of a couple shares of stock. For folks. And sometimes, you know, first, you know, if, if it's a child, for example, you know, you can give them a couple shares of stock and that introduces them to financial investments and, you know, might trigger an interest that they that they follow this stuff. That can be kind of fun. It used to be that there were some companies that you could give that would have perks, like people used to like to give a couple shares of Disney because it used to be that if you were a Disney shareholder, you got big discounts on the theme parks and that kind of stuff. That went away about 20 years ago. <laughs> but so surprised it, hang, it hang, hung around that long. Yeah, right. Exactly. But so don't get carried away on that. But, you know, the um, but one fun one that you can give to somebody is Southwest Airlines. So if I said symbol to you if, if or ticker, would you know what I'm talking about? Yes. OK, good. So the symbol. So a, a symbol is just a, a one to five letter designation that is how a stock gets traded on the exchanges. So AT&T, for example, is T for telephone. So um, if you want to buy shares in AT&T, you know, your broker would put T on the ticket. So a fun one that you can buy for people is Southwest Airlines because its its symbol, its ticker is LUV. Oh, isn't that sweet? Because they love to fly. <laughs> so... <clears throat> um, so you can give you can give a couple shares of stock to somebody and 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 it's a little bit trite and but I'll say it anyway. I mean if if you if you want to say I care and I want to make sure that I take care of you even if I'm not around to do it, you know, you can buy a life insurance policy for yourself. So if you have not done your financial planning or if you have a new family or if you have a, a new uh, uh, a new spouse or something like that, 
getting life insurance to protect them for the long term is is a, is a nice way to say I love you, even if it sounds like a life insurance marketing brochure, which it is. <laughs> um, now, you know, a lot of times parents, especially mothers, will give Valentine's Day gifts to their kids. And so sometimes, you know, you can you can mix that in with a financial theme as well. So if you have a if you have a little kid, you can give them a piggy bank for Valentine's Day. <clears throat> And, you know, put a couple of coins in it so that it makes noise when you shake it and sort of get them starting to think about, oh, well, if I have a little bit of change hanging around, I can put it in the piggy bank. And you can talk to them about what happens over the long term if you uh, if you do something like that. If you have a little older child and you want to start getting them into better financial habits, one kind of interesting thing you can do is to buy them a prepaid debit card. Hmm. Uh, so a debit card, um, obviously, there's no credit involved. It's just it taps into a balance. And if you get a debit card for your bank account, then you can spend as much as you have in your bank account. But you can also buy these prepaid debit cards. So you can buy what you can buy a $50 debit card and you can spend $50 on it and then you're done and you have to throw the card away. So if you have a, a middle schooler or a teenager, you can get them a prepaid debit card. And on some level, without even saying anything to them about it, it sort of teaches them that, that money is a, is a, is a limited resource. Right. And so they got so, 50 bucks on there and now they have to decide what they want to spend it on. And that's yeah. right. So they might, they might, you know, they might get all excited and blow it all at once. And, and then they experience that regret of, of <laughs> not having been able to do something else. And, you know, I, it's funny, but, but it's a valuable lesson, right? Yes, and it's a cheap yes. lesson. I mean, just giving somebody a $50 card and saying, anything you want, sweetheart, you can go get for yourself. And they do that and they realize later it was a bad decision. That's a really inexpensive way to, you know, the more they get to feel that, the more they start thinking about the value of money. And it's just, I mean, it sounds funny, but really, you know, getting that kind of experiential learning can really be a big deal. So yeah. it's, it's not, uh, it's not a bad way to go. The, um, another thing that you can do is, you know, and this is very popular among, you know, for like birthdays and stuff, you can do it for Valentine's day as well. It's popular with parents and grandparents, especially is you can put money in a 529 plan for a child. So, if you've got if you've got somebody who's you know if, if you've got a grandchild who's five or six or you know something like that, well, you can make a small deposit into a into their five twenty nine plan and put money away for their future education, and that's you know some, for on some level it's a gift to the child, on some level it's a gift to the parent, you know, so it's yeah. less that they would have to do. Similarly, if if they're already um, in school, if they're already you know using it, you can also make a direct tuition payment, and I say that specifically because. If you're if you're a grandparent and